Greetings, my fellow from Love Sovereign Thinkers. Thank you for tuning in to LL3 Podcast. My name is Craig, transmitting from the beautiful realms of planet Earth. Today's date is Saturday, January 29th, 2022. This is episode 1483. Freedom Convoy occupies Ottawa and is Ukraine plan B for the globalists. Before I proceed, you can follow me on Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Deezer, Podcast Act, Podchaser, J.O. Sovereign, Anchor, Breaker, Podbean, Reason, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Hit that like button and share it everywhere. Plus, I'm on multiple social media sites. Just type in Loki Luck number three or Roman number three, which are three eyes. In addition, get me a telegram. Just type in Loki Luck Roman number three podcast. If you want to donate, go to paypal.me or cash.app forward slash Loki Luck number three. Well, just to let everyone know, today is Thomas Paine's birthday. And like I talk about indifferences, we got to look at this before I proceed. He that would make his own liberty secure must guard even his enemy from oppression. For if he violates this duty, he establishes a president that will reach to himself. You got to think real deep on that before shooting your mouth off. Mob justice and all this good stuff. I always pay homage to him. I've read a lot of his writings, and overall, I enjoy him. The thing that I have my disagreements with, which is okay, it's all well and good. But he made impact during that time. With the American crisis and common sense and so forth. He was the info warrior. And right now what we're seeing, a lot of divi- certain divisions with infighting. And um, I know they're saying like, um, claim by Enrique Torrios, um, chairman for Proud Boys, is a snitch, a rat. I watched his interview yesterday from um, Chris Nelson's Unsense, excuse me, just had to crack my back there. I could say this, there's a lot of things that's going on. I was wondering if this whole thing is organic or infiltrated. You guys gotta always observe. But the interview, some people made some critical comments about him, but one thing I everyone has to agree on, the American government system is in hell in the handbasket. Question authority. Talk about, you know, he talked about the United States being has the most high, high, um, populated prisoners in, in the world per capita. And changes tune about freedom and so forth. One thing we have to look at, which he's right, whether you like this man or not. I have to back him on that quote. Because when we read the Declaration of Independence, Jefferson may say it the best. But if the government becomes usurped, it's our duty to overthrow or start a new form of government. That's our obligation. Never trust the government. That is our heritage. Everyone took things for, a lot of folks took things for granted. I say everyone, that'd be ridiculous. A lot of folks took things for granted. They worry about their, all their fluff and crap and lust and all this wasteful energy instead of focusing 
on their obligations. We've all made our, all got caught in a trip bag one or the other. And yours truly can say that. And I have looked up the area too with the um, U.S. Marshals, saw a lot of um, deficiencies in that facility in D.C. It's just one of the places. And it's downright apparent. And all those individuals that are involved should be charged for obstruction. RICO. We could, we could use racketeering too. It's possible. But they breached their oath. Those individuals in there. They need to be locked up for contempt. And anyone else that's responsible. Finances and so forth should be held accountable, including members of the Department of Justice. We can go way back before Merrick Garland. He's just part of the problem. If you don't learn from history, folks, you're damned to repeat it. This is why they had dark sides. People want to talk about the dark sides of the United States, politically so forth. Yeah, slavery existed, but it wasn't only just one particular group. A lot of rough edges occurred. It's been happening everywhere. Nothing new under the sun. And of course, everyone will talk about the conventions of the states. And I have to question it respectfully. I'm not condemning anyone that supports it. You're always going to be aware of the plants that want to change the tune. I read a little thing about um, from the National Constitution Center on the conservative constitution. Some areas of the right to keep their arms is a big red flag. So I'm about to read their side on the Convention of the State in good faith. And I'll give you my intake when that time comes. I'm going to add that to my memo. Because remember, even the Founding Fathers, the Framers, have this Article 6 and the Tenth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. Those are great solutions that need to be fully executed. Everything else they put in is void without force. If we can, we can start, start reading the Federalist Papers, even any Federalist Papers, like I said, they have their differences, but you got to read those too. Because if you don't, like I say, the past is today's greatest teacher. We've got to look at things a lot bigger than what it is. We've got to toss our differences to the side and stand as one. It doesn't matter what your political ideology is. There's sons of bitches out there don't give a damn about any of us. Let that sink in. Like I said before, if you're going to go after people, you better have concrete evidence on defending your claims. I don't care what side you're on. I don't care if it's your enemies. I see other people's rights being violated too. I recall when I read about um, Lava Wheeler, which on July 1st, 2002, the Baltimore Police Department axed hand, just axed the door down, and his wife got handcuffed. She was a great grandmother, for goodness sake, 72 years old at the time. And they searched everything. They took computers away and all that. Yeah, and they, she was involved in the National Alliance, a pretty subversive group to a lot of people, which is understandable. I'm not going to agree with their views. 
remember she said she went after she's going after white patriots and there's some sense there's, there's some merit to it but it doesn't mean everyone else is off the hook it's all one big ripple effect people need to get their priorities straight this is why I support my hashtag notification 2022. My third year doing it, 2020, 2021, and now 2022. We need the error of notification across the board, whether it's federal, state, or local. This garbage has to end. So that's how I see things right now. Now do what end. I'm going to begin here from BigLeaguePolitics.com. Freedom Convoy occupies Ottawa as the trucker movement inspires humanity. This was written by Patrick Howley. This is what he says here. The Freedom Trucker Convoy has descended upon the Canadian capital city of Ottawa where leftist Justin Trudeau is cloistered and house self-isolating for supposed coronavirus exposure even though Trudeau tested negative on a coronavirus. The Freedom Convoy determined to stop Trudeau's vaccination mandate for truckers hauling goods into the United States. As parked outside Parliament Hill in Ottawa and the Freedom Truckers are not going anywhere. The truckers are determined to hold their ground until Canada changes its tyrannical policy. On Saturday, more truckers are, are arriving in Ottawa, as Patriots plan worldwide defiance of coronavirus tyranny. The Amish are joining the convoy in their buggies, showing support. The Amish have a strong record of standing with patriotic values. Amish Patriots in Pennsylvania rallied behind President Donald Trump on Election Day in 2020, traveling to the polls to cast their votes for the Republican candidate while touting Trump flags. Clearly, the Amish have their backs of freedom lovers wherever freedom is fighting to be heard. Here's a photo of that at Beach Milk, posted on Gab. At Beach Milk stated, Amish people in St. Jacobs, Canada, joined the Canadian Truckers Convoy. I don't know about you, but I find this photo incredibly touching. And you can see the photo right there. And don't worry, you're all going to have it. It'll be all on my page. So you don't have to, like, um, don't, have, don't, don't, don't even sweat it. You'll find it. The Freedom Trucker Movement has now reported spread to Brazil, illustrating the power of this worldwide phenomenon. Vigilant Fox, thank you for sharing that. And the, and, the, and the truckers, you see truckers going through there. The image of Canadian truckers and their supporters are mesmerizing and inspirational. Even if the media seem to determine to stifle the truckers' staggering momentum. And there's one site, all these lights. Of course, all these fact checkers, peckerheads, you know, snow douchebags. They want to change the tune, you know, trying to control your thoughts and make you guys confused. But you know what? That's why I say stick it to them. Media caught out manipulating the true picture of what's happening. Hashtag Trucker for Freedom 2022 Convoy. And I've seen this video and it's incredible. CBC, looks like the guys from CBC try to find a place a little bit more isolated, but the citizen journalists called them out and they got their, got their cameras and you can see it was a beautiful crowd all right it was amazing so um base uk thank you for sharing for that of course vigilant fox over here massive crews are erupting all over canada showing graduate for the convoys courage to resist and i've seen those videos as well and we got here so this is packed 
Parliament to greet 50,000 strong truck convoys as they begin to arrive for this weekend protest against vaccine mandates and COVID tyranny in Ottawa, Canada. And uh, it was very nice. And it looks like, I thought it was like last night, but it was like earlier, a bunch of them came in. Remember, a whole bunch of them came from like four, four directions, supposedly. And we gave a great um, talk, too, about one freedom trucker who's a, which uh, Myla Cordove, a truck driver and patriot in the Freedom Convoy, kicks off this morning speaking out about what he's personally driving for and what he's feeling and seeing out on the road this past week. He's a grandfather of 10 children. And he believes it's not the minority, what Trudeau says, it's the majority. So Justin, why are you hiding? Trying to do a seance to get your, to ask your father for advice? I know, be, I know he's rolling in his grave as we speak. Another one here, a massive show for support for freedom truckers outside of Quebec City, Quebec, and, and, um, and the beautiful site. Very amazing. And of course, he got moved to tears. Two indigenous women tell me why they're supporting the convoy. They call Trudeau a hateful man and break down talking not about being able to access their own health clinics because of their vaccine status. <coughs> they say it's time for Trudeau to go to go. Yeah, I get them all, not just Trudeau. Him and his goofball cohorts. You all gotta go. If you if you gotta shackle them in chains for oath of office, treason, do it. As long as you got the facts that back it up. I'm real convinced Justin Trudeau is a globalist Uncle Tom. With other words, a bend over Bob to New World Order, a Club of Rome stooge. And I think it's amazing what we're seeing right now. But always, there's even talks too that um, some reports that he's gonna suspend closing some of the bridges down the area. So just be careful. Have those cameras handy, my friends. They can't hide. They can't pull any fast ones because they're being exposed for who they are. And it was a fun, fantastic thing from Freight Waves came out yesterday. Florida Trucker and Canada Convoy were here to join the movement. And um, his name is DeAndre Mahedo. Like other truckers who rolled past the monster supporters just outside Toronto, got a rousing send-off on Thursday as he prepared to head to the capital of Ottawa in a protest against COVID-19 vaccine mandates at the border. He goes, hundreds of people of all ages calling them heroes, even as freedom fighters as 15 to 20 trucks and a few hundred passenger vehicles paraded through a mall parking lot in Vaughan. Some handed over a box of cookies, brownies, and other snacks. We're here to join the movement, said Mahato, 30 years old, a dual U.S.-Canadian citizen who regularly moves freight in both countries. We need to end these restrictions once and for all. And, um... What's cool about this, believe it or not, he's fully vaccinated against COVID-19. So the mandates of the border haven't affected him, but he knows it's affected everybody else. And I'm 
So he's supporting it, even though he's vaccinated. He believes in freedom of choice. And you know what? I give him homage for that. Those are the people you need to rally around, to take to toss your differences to a side, and overthrow the tyrants. Call them out for what they are. He's made a statement here. There's a whole lot of overreach of the government, certainly in the U.S. and Canada, and around the world, said Mahato, who was born in Guyana. Governments are using this as an opportunity to gain more leverage against the people. And of course, you got people like uh, Tom Solansky can't make any money on this. Okay, on this whole, on this whole border thing. So, um, so like I said, it's very fantastic what is happening. So everyone thinks the fringe majority of people who are on the, on the way to our, who are holding, holding unacceptable views that they are expressing, do not represent the views of Canadians. <laughs> That's Justin Trudeau with a penile microphone in his mouth. Look at this glam boy, glam boy rhetoric, okay? It's how ludicrous a man like him is. And so funny because Rolling Stone praised him like he's some great guy. Explain that to me, Rolling Stone. How courageous is this twit you endorse? Really is at this time. Another, you promote more hacks. That's why your magazine, in my personal view overall, sucks. Michael Hastings did some great work as an investigative journalist. But you know what? They're not rock and roll enough. They're a bunch of her conformists, as far as I'm concerned, on Rolling Stone magazine. And it's a shame. So, and of course, you know, you talk about here about you got a science that's truck Trudeau, and they say that 50,000 trucks will converge in Ottawa, which already happened. They said they're expecting 1,000, 2,000 protesters. And of course, we all know about the convoy continue, go, the go, a GoFundMe campaign for the Freedom Convoy Continuity Donations pour in. On the Thursday, it raised 6.3 Canadian dollars, which is 5 million. The organizers have reportedly withdrawn $1 million that's submitting the distribution plan to GoFundMe, which had been withholding funds. <laughs> Good grief. So, um, yeah, I think this is great. Uh, That's why I'm laughing because it's all this political hacks. It's for another example of political corruption. What they're trying to do, control everyone's thoughts, thinking they're smarter than everybody else. They're not. They're, they're just a bunch of clueless hacks. Have, they use bar, they're a bunch of pomologists. Like, okay, a lot of these people never probably never paid their dues. Their way, the way they get their respect because they push a pen. Oh, my wrist hurts. Oh, my goodness. Now I'm being sarcastic. Justin Trudeau, you suck at your job, and all you and all you goofballs that support him, you're the ones who should be shackled and chained, not the Canadian people. I'm very happy even this one gentleman, Mahato, from Florida, came in and joined the fight, even though he's been fully vaccinated. You support this man as well, because he's all on principle. This is why I say. We gotta unite as one worldwide. This happening. Multiple avenues. I don't need to be a keyboard warrior to figure that one out. I'll just shoot my mouth off, you know? <laughs> I do my due diligence as well. So uh, educate, agitate, organize. Well, hey, we'll just keep on. We gotta keep tabs going on up there. 
Beware of the infiltrators, provocateurs, and plants, or other words, hired guns, citizen journalists. Be ready. I know you're going to be doing a kick-ass job. All right, this one here came out yesterday. Commentary from Brandon Smith from alt-market.us. The global reset agenda has failed. Is Ukraine plan B? These are people in the liberty movement that attribute far too much intelligence to the global power elites to the point that they seem to think the globalists are always planning 10 steps ahead. The funny thing about planning 10 steps ahead, though, is that if anything goes wrong with steps 1 through 9, then getting to step number 10 will be impossible and, just, and you just wasted a whole lot of energy on an elaborate plan that ended up going nowhere. The globalists are not the smartest people around, not even close. They aren't even all that effective when the plans actually function and there are no surprises. Their ideas fail constantly. There is only one reason that centralizing criminals have been, not been brought down, and that is people, no one has targeted them directly. Every time there's a governmental shakeup or rebellion or mass movement for change, people target the system. They believe the system for all problems are they blame a handful of political puppets and seek to add a fresh coat of paint or change some of its basic functions, but the men behind the curtain always end up back behind the curtain. The problem is never the system. It's the people running and influencing the system while enjoying the comfort of the shadows. Here's how the globalists seem to operate the best I, that I can tell. They aim at a fistful of darts and a board, at a board, and throw it as hard as they can, and whatever sticks is what sticks. When a plan does stick, while the globalists appear to be brilliant, don't they? In reality, they were just roaming around schemes blindfolded, and half of those schemes landed in the gutter. The problem is that while the globalists are fumbling around in the dark searching for a plan that works, they can do a lot of damage and draw a lot of attention. Every once in a while it becomes obvious when they have invested an immense amount of time in planning into a single unique scheme, a fulcrum point that many of their other plans will rely on in the future. There is no doubt that the response to the COVID outbreak was meant to bulldoze over numerous social and legal conventions and achieve full-bore centralization before the vast majority of people even knew what hit them. The pure excitement and adrenaline on display by the globalists at the onset of the pandemic was pal palpable. They were practically dancing in the streets, jabbering about how many worldwide socialist programs they were about to railroad through, not to mention how many individual liberties they were about to erase. That said, when a plan doesn't stick the way they want, they som sometimes they try to force it to work, and this never goes well for them. We've seen this multiple times with their attempt to institute gun control in the U.S., and they failed over and over again. More recently, the COVID agenda, and by extension, the globalist reset has fallen apart in the U.S., and this has led to problems for them, in other words, parts of the world. American resistance to the vaccine mandate and lockdowns was key to everything, more so than I think many people realize. Even if the globalists could implement medical tyranny 
through much of the rest of the world with conservative red states blocking the agenda at every turn, this create a focal point for resistance. Meaning all the people in the world can still see that there is another way to do things that does not involve authoritarianism. Life in the red states goes on as if COVID barely exists, conservatives are not dying in the streets like lunatic liberals said would happen. In fact, millions of people have been leaving blue states and coming to red states just to be free. Remember, leave your garbage over there. Don't bring it to, 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 to the new block. When you offer people alternatives, you offer them a glimpse of freedom and sometimes a glimpse that's all needed to inspire rebellion. I believe that it was a red state resistance that led directly to the Supreme Court blocking Biden's illegal and unconstitutional mandates. If red states had not take such an aggressive stand, the whole country might be under Biden's thumb right now as he hands out dictates from on high we'll, we'll be at war. I also don't think it is a coincidence that the U.S. government decided to remove all COVID mandates right after U.S. Supreme Court dropped restrictions in the U.S. When freedom is visible, it spreads. It's hard for Western governments to explain to their why they should be enslaved over the COVID virus when so many people, many other people across the ocean live their lives normally in the face of the same illness. This doesn't mean that some of the worst offenders will try to not try to maintain their rich grip on their population. It would seem that the Australian government has been lost to the globalist tyranny forever, but they still will not be able to deny the reality that conservative Americans are free. There will always be a chance to, for, for revolt within Australia exactly because we are living proof that COVID mandates do not need to exist. Since the very beginning of the COVID pandemic, I have argued that the virus itself was a lab-engineered bioweapon most likely created in the bowels of level four facilities in Wuhan right down the street what is widely recognized as ground zero. I have also argued from the very beginning that evidence showed that the NIH and Anthony Fauci have been involved in the funding of manipulation of coronaviruses at the Wuhan lab for many years, meaning there has been collusion between Western elites and Chinese scientists to weaponize COVID through a gain of function research. This is now exposed as fact. There's a link for that. What I don't know for certain is if the virus was released deliberately or accidentally. What can, it, what can I say, though, is that the globalists at the World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation had held a simulation of a global coronavirus pandemic only two months before the real thing happened. The simulation called Event 201 seemed to predict almost everything that would eventually happen with the real coronavirus outbreak that started in China, right down to news companies and social media giants locking down all the information that didn't fit the narrative. There was just one problem. The virus wasn't as deadly as they hoped. Event 201 predicted 65 million initial deaths worldwide and the WHO predicted a much higher infection fatality rate of 3% of the population or more. This never happened. The globalists and the media have been scrabbling for the past couple of years to convince for the, the public that the death rate of COVID is much higher, higher than it is. But the fact remains that dozens of studies show the average, the COVID's average IFR is merely 0.27%.
is not going to change for the worse. It's only going to decline as COVID continues to mutate into less deadly forms of itself. Why did this happen? It's impossible to say. Maybe the virus performed directly in the lab, but then changed dramatically once it was let out into the wild? That would be my guess. Maybe it was divine intervention. For whatever reason, the globalists invested an intense amount of energy into the COVID virus and let them down and they struck trying to create mass panic over a nothing burger. So what happens next? It makes sense that they will need distraction as means to redirect momentum and the globalists will do what they always do, which is create war tensions. Banksters lust, right? Absolutely. This does not mean that a large scale war is the intended outcome, but limited regional wars that could grow into something more are always on the table. It is not a mistake that the U.S. could potentially be caught up in not one, but two major regional conflicts at this time, including the Chinese invasion of Taiwan, as well as the Russian invasion of Ukraine. For now, Ukraine is, most, is the most hyped. We've seen such spill over Ukraine many times in the past. It is hard to say if this is yet another false start or if a full-blown Russian attack is going to happen. But constant U.S. influence, funding, and arming being pursued in the region, I suppose getting the Russians to invade would not be that hard. I'm not really un um, interested in trying to dice on this one. My only interest in Ukraine is how it might benefit the overall globalist agenda. First, economic instability that has been growing exponentially the past couple of years and will now hit overdrive. Inflation, gas prices, supply chain, all the threats that are already looming over us will expand tenfold with two nuclear powers at odds. Even if Ukraine's sabering rallying was to choke out into nothing, just the existence of the danger is enough to inspire widespread economic fear. Second, the pandemic issue can be cast to the wayside with a little fanfare. The globalist knows it, going nowhere for them, but they need a way to exit without explaining the numerous lies they have peddled into the past two years. War is a way to wipe the slate clean on the news cycle. Third, Heightened tensions with Russia opened the door to a different form of paranoia at home. How many times we heard claims of Russian influence on election, U.S. elections? There is zero proof of this, but the narrative has already been planted among leftists. It will not surprise me in the slightest if U.S. elections were postponed or the outcomes ignored because of unverified claims of Russian interference. What better way to prevent a complete conversative uh, conservative sweep in the U.S. than to simply stop the election altogether? Fourth, by the extension, it's only a matter of time before conservative rebellion arises in the U.S. to unseat globalists from power. It's already happening in many forms today for those who are paying attention. The most common way for corrupt governments to undermine a rebellion for freedom is to accuse it of being an astroturf revolution created by a foreign enemy. That is to say the corrupt government seeks to take away the heart and soul of the rebellion by claiming they aren't fighting for freedom. They're only fighting in exchange for money or power from a foreign nation, their reason 
but fighting is fake. We saw this with the Chinese CCP when they brutally took over Hong Kong. We also saw this in Kazakhstan when the people rioted in the streets over price inflation and Russian troops were sent in to quell it. It was called a foreign created color revolution. Nothing could have been further from the truth. Make no, make no mistake, when the fighting starts in the U.S., our rebellion will not be called for called a fight for freedom. We will be accused as Russian agents, traitors, insurrectionists, etc., etc. They'll say we're fighting to support foreign governments, not to bring liberty and sanity back to our society. We will be the villains. It is important to understand this and not be bogged down by fourth-generation warfare. It is, is it for this reason primarily the conflict with Russia makes a lot of sense for the globalists, perhaps not on the scale of a globalist war, but not but enough to keep their perspective populations in line. Whether or not this is planned success in another matter entirely, entirely. As already mentioned, these people fail regularly. Well, you can't argue with that. What Mr. Smith has said. One thing for sure, folks. So much insanity as we know it. And you know what? That's how it goes. Always you gotta look at Kio Bono, who benefits. That is the question. They love division. They love distractions. They'll find ways, like if, if it screws up, they'll try to find a different route. And based on basic technology, they may be watching us, but we're watching them. And it's not going to be, not going to happen overnight. It's all done by steps. Those bastards done it. So they can reverse it. Remember, you got to treat them like criminals. They love ditching out, but hate receiving. And one thing for sure, their time is coming. But remember this, one time falls and another one will rise. And before I sign off, I'll take get a quote here that makes a lot of sense. I share this multiple times on my Facebook page and other sites. When the government becomes the enemy of rights, it can be tossed out. Rights are permanent, intrinsic features of men, all men. Governments are expedients that can come and go according to the people's wish. Rights cannot be altered or abolished. Governments can. Lou Rockwell. So, when they say they're taking away our rights, we're losing our rights, how are looking at them, folks? You're born with them. It's not a damn thing they can do. Yeah, we may get, we get violated, breached, intervened, but it makes us stronger. That's how you gotta look at it. One big war, information war. And you know what? I'm enjoying every minute of it, and it's not out of arrogance, but in good faith. All right, that will be it. I thank everyone for listening, but feel free to download and share throughout your social media networks. If you have any questions, comments, and sense issues you can out, whatever you do, please send your correspondence to the core. Furthermore, I'll leave the footnotes. 
of these uh, articles on my uh, page. If you want to contact me, go to lookyluck number zero three at protonmail.com. Oops, sorry. If you want to donate, you can go to um, paypal.me or cash.app forward slash lookyluck number three. If you want to support big league politics or alt market.us, that would be great. Hey, these people are putting a lot of effort to get you accurate information the best they can and make you folks think, which I know a lot of my listeners do that, but others are just starting. They're novices, which is, but remember, we all came from that particular position. <laughs> all right, once again, thank you for your time. Plus, always remember that the maniac resistance is healthy for the soul and can liberate humanity. Until next time, take care of yourselves. Keep on spreading the love. And may your guardian spirits be with you.